and welcome to another edition of Riffs and Body Slams. Yes, this is episode number 52. I'm your host, Gmo, recording from the beautiful suburbs of Chicago, Illinois. And welcome. Hey, if you're a new subscriber, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode each and every week. If you're a loyal listener, thank you from the bottom of my metal heart, as always. And again, if you're a daily listener each and every week, I love to highlight you. Again, you're the listener. You're taking your very own time to listen to this fine podcast. That being said, I want to acknowledge you. Acknowledge me, as Roman Reigns would say. You know what? I'm going to acknowledge you, not me, you. So if you're a daily listener, a loyal listener, I would love to highlight your name on the podcast. Uh, free of charge, of course. So uh, to kind of give back to the community to thank you. So uh, speaking of community, follow me on my socials, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Riffs and Body Slams. Follow my second YouTube page, Riffs and Body Slam Plus. And uh, what else we got? Email Riffs and Body Slams at gmail.com. So happy fall time, my peoples. Hope you're doing well, staying safe as always, healthy. And uh, yeah, this episode, we'll be talking about the new Slipknot album that's currently a release at this moment. Have you taken a stab at listening to it? Or you say, hell with it, I refuse to. Are you like myself? And I give it a couple tries to see how can you just the new direction a Slipknot is going to. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss a little bit more in detail momentarily. But very quick, I have some breaking news in the world pro wrestling. So pro wrestling fans, I have some news being reported as the time I'm recording this podcast. A very, very sad news to report that New Japan pro wrestling founder and pro wrestling icon, the legend Antonio Inoki, passed away at age 79. Um, it has been reported from Yahoo Japan is that uh, he passed away at the age of 79. He's been battling with health issues in recent years. Uh, obviously, he's one of the biggest names in pro wrestling, not in general, but in Japan wrestling as well. Uh, the major name in the entire, entire culture. Um, I mean, again, Guys like the Hulk Hogan of Japan. And he is a key figure in the world of pro wrestling. So very, very sad news to report. Um, Again, hopefully by next episode, which is number 53, I will get in more details, do a nice little tribute on Antonio Inoki. So again, breaking news, Antonio Inoki passed away um, at the age of, of 79. Uh, since I speaking of episode number 53, next episode, I will be discussing about the Bay Area Strike Backs Tour. Yes, that's right. I'll be attending the Bay Area Strike Back Show with Testament, Exodus, and Death Angel at the Rave Eagles Ballroom in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, October 4th on a Tuesday. If you happen to be heading out to the show, stop by and say hello. I will be there front and center. Meet and greet to meet the mighty Exodus, Gary Holt and the boys. So I'll, let you, I'll give you guys a little key insider uh, from the time I get into my car, heading to the venue to meet the band. And uh, how's the show? We'll give you the set list. And uh, definitely there will be video on Riffs and Body Slams on YouTube. 
And then uh, let's see, I'll give you the review of the show and uh, the after show and how things went, how's the vibe and whatnot. So that's next episode. So for today's episode, which is number 52, we'll be talking about all the wrestling dynamite. I'll give you the, the review from this past Wednesday. Also, we'll, we'll, we'll be previewing New Japan Pro Wrestling Royal Quest Night 1 and 2. By the way, it will not, and I repeat, it will not be on Fight TV or Bleach Report. Um, you have to stay tuned on the New Japan's World Demand. Uh, it was the app, which you pay $9.99 a month. Go ahead and download it, New Japan World. And uh, it'll be up there sometime in October. So that's when the New Japan Pro Wrestling Royal Quest will be up and live, available to view. But that's in the UK, but I will still preview it no matter what. And then uh, again, I will review the Slipknot, the new album that's currently out now across the world. And the news in the world of rock hard, rock and heavy metal, and pro wrestling. So without further ado, let's head on to the riffs portion of the show where I talk about all things rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. And welcome to the riffs portion of the show where I talk about all things rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. And before I continue on with the riffs portion of the show, uh, I just want to pay a uh, remembrance to the late great Cliff Burton. Uh, September 27th, the day the fans will never forget. He is gone, but never forgotten. Rest in power, Cliff Burton. By the way, what is your favorite song from Metallica that's featured with Cliff playing bass uh, on the early albums? My personal favorite, Anesthesia, from uh, the Kill Em All album. Obviously, the legendary bass intro of from whom the bells tolls and ride the lightning so those are my personal favorites but again let me know on my socials rips and body slams all right let's talk about touring in the world of rock hard rock and heavy metal so let's talk about it the very first major tour for the 2023 uh look like it's gonna be right around winter time of february through april of the muse they're going on a 2023 tour and they're bringing Evanensis on this massive Will of the Power World Tour. Starts right off in Chicago, Illinois at the United Center for February 25th. Ends on April 20th in Salt Lake, Salt Lake City, Utah. Trying to get that out. So check out The Muse with Evanensis 2023. So uh, stay tuned for those tickets. By the way, Louder Than Life. Tickets are available to purchase for 2023 as well. So the Louder Life Music Festival presented by the Danny Wimmer, Danny Wimmer Presents. Uh, the, the company does the, the major rock festivals across the United States. Louder Life is in Louisville, Kentucky, held every year. Again, you can still purchase your tickets right now for a low layaway payment for 10 bucks. So you can't beat that, right? Also, a rumor... It's been uh, spread around that the Misfits may be planning to play Las Vegas concert on New Year's Eve. So uh, nothing's been confirmed. Obviously, it's been uh, a little tease on the 
and the Misfits uh, social media, and Dave Labardos, who played the drums for the Misfits, and uh, has the Misfit logo, the Fiend, uh, hovering over the Las Vegas skyline. <laughs> I love it. it. says, Welcome, Hell Vegas, Nevada. So uh, if anything news come up for a confirmed show, and uh, I'll let you know right off the bat. All right, that's all the touring at the moment. Oh, yeah, there's another tour as well. Uh, if you follow me on my Twitter, Rips and Body Sounds. And for some reason, this never made it on the list. But if you're a fan of power metal, uh, this is huge. And it's been a while since both of these bands have been in the U.S. for uh, quite a bit. So Halloween, yes, yeah, the fine melodic power metal band. It's going to be going on the U.S. Uh, 2023 tour with Hammerfall. So, man, if you love beer drinking power metal, this tour is, is for you. The United Forces 2023 tour. Trek starts May 13th in Dallas, Texas. Ends in June 30. Uh, I'm sorry, June 3rd. San Francisco, California. Chicago, you can get the Riviera Theater, May 26. So, uh, nice little spring 2023 tour. Halloween with Hammerfall. So, nice little uh, power metal action uh, in the spring of 2023. So, almost passed up on that. So, what happens when you uh, try to tweet it on uh, Twitter, and then you tend to forget the relate on the podcast, right? That's what I'm here for. All right. Let's talk about New Music Friday. So, October is creeping right around the corner. This is for October 7th. So, the very first Friday of New Music Friday. By the way, the list I'm going to give you is from Loudware.com 2022 Hard Rock Metal Album Release Calendar. They get the credit. I'll give you guys the list. So, you can go out and buy these records or download or stream it on whatever app device you have it on your phone. All right, start from the top, alphabetical order. Here we go. Armed for Apocalypse has the Ritual of Violence. The band Borelius has Illusion. Bush got a new album called The Art of Survival. Caustic Casanova has the Glass Enclosed Nerve Center. Cloud Rat has Threshold. The Cult has Under the Midnight Sun. Ellison Soto, so Dave Ellison, formerly of Megadeth, Jeff Scott Soto from Transparent Orchestra, has a uh, co-album called Vacation in the Underworld. Get the Shot has Mercy, Ginger Wildheart, and the Sinners has the self-titled album. All right, I'm looking for this one. Goat Whore has Angels Hung from the Arches of Heaven. Oh, man, this one, I, I can't wait for this new record. Lamb of God. Omens, that's going to be one of my favorite ones going to come on on October 7th. Uh, Languish has Feeding of the Flames and Elation. Midnight Rider has Beyond the Blood Red Horizon. Here's another one I'm looking forward to. Queensryche has Digital Noise Alliance. Uh, Terra Maze has Flight of the Wound. And then Wednesday 13 has Horrifier. So good albums coming up for... Uh, October 7th, the very first Friday, coming out swinging hard. And uh, the ones I'm not looking forward to listening to, Lamb of God Omens and Queensryche Digital Noise of Alliance. So what a way to kick off October 
the month of October. And uh, speaking of new music, Friday we'll get to the new Slipknot review momentarily. So let's talk about news, shall we? What's going on in the world of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal? All right, so some of the top headlines in the world of rock and hard rock and heavy metal. Dave Navarro's to sit out Jane's Addiction Fall 22 tour due to his nearly long battle with long COVID-19. So uh, Jane's Addiction was supposed to be doing a upcoming tour with the Smashing Pumpkins uh, due to his continuing battle with long COVID-19. Uh, the condition characterized by symptoms of COVID-19 and other syndrome months after initial illness has been suspicious. Uh That being said, uh, the Queens of the Stone Age guitarist Troy Van Leeuwen will be taking over his duties on the Smashing Pumpkin Spirits on Fire tour with Jane's Addiction. So, yeah, COVID-19, uh, nothing to mess around with. And uh, hopefully uh, Dave Lavaro could... Uh, Hopefully, hopefully you can get a speedy recovery because a year long. And I mean, look, I've been reading stories, people who had COVID-19, uh, again, still going through some side effects. I mean, I mean, even my own spouse has gone through some coughs and uh, effects, after effects from uh, the COVID-19. And it's definitely could play a toll on your body for, for a while or possibly the rest of your life. So very sad news report, but. You know, as long as he's still around, he's still doing what he got to do, it's okay. That's okay. So a new interview with a vinyl writer music. Uh, Megadeth leader Dave Mustaine said he's been secretly hoping there would be a day where he could write music again with his former bandmate from Metallica, James Hetfield. And I quote, this was his post in this article, I think the world really does want us to do that. And I think there is a pretty good possibility of happening down the line. Um, and he continued, and I quote, I do think that it's possible that one day James is going to come around and that he and I are going to be able to do something together again. I guess that's one of the things that's always been kept me pushing forward. I think it's going to be good for Megadeth and it could be great for Metallica too. So, all right, listeners, if you're a fan of Metallica, or if you're a fan of Megadeth, could this be something that could put Dave Mustaine at peace? And look, fans who know the history between uh, Metallica and Dave Mustaine, uh, just a little turmoil, turmoil, I should say it right, uh, between Dave Mustaine and Metallica. And look, yeah, yeah, he got booted out from Metallica in what, 1982, 1983? It's now 2022. Yeah. Megadeth went to forge their own path in the world thrash metal. And uh, look, this could actually, I mean, maybe happen. It depends on the crazy world of Metallica's schedule. Obviously, these guys are doing stadium tours. I know Megadeth are doing sometimes their headlighting tours or their uh, supporting act tour or co-headlighting tour. Depends on the both band schedules. And uh, look, but both guys are very busy fronting their own bands. Uh, could, it, could it happen? Maybe. Uh, never say never from both men. Hopefully they can uh, uh, sit, to sit down together one day. Uh, again, James Heffel, who is the Riffs master. And uh, hopefully Dave Mustaine can contribute 
add a little bit of melodic to it and be something that's unique for the fans maybe just one more time. So uh, hopefully this this, uh, fantasy Dave Mustaine, hopefully it could come true in the near future. Now, speaking of new music, Event Sevenfold completes the mixing, the long-awaited new album. Obviously, a little reports here and there throughout the 22 year. Uh, it's being recorded. Vocals are done. Guitars are done. All right. Well, how soon will the album be done? Well, there's been reports. On uh, Thursday, September 29th, uh, Vench Sevenfold drummer Brooks Wakerman took to his Instagram to share a photo of him and his bandmates with the legendary producer Andy Wallace, who mixed the group's new LP. And he captioned that the picture simply done. So, question is, how fast will the band release the new album? Are they going to try to push it by the end of the year? Or will they put it on pause for 2023? And hopefully do a spring or possibly a summer tour for 2023. Makes sense, right? Try to do a touring album cycle for the 2023. Kind of makes sense, right? So, so... Now, fans, let's wait and see when will the new Event Sevenfold record will have a date. And as soon as that comes out, I'll make sure I relay the information to you guys right here on the podcast. Also, Ozzy Osbourne releases the final part of the documentary, making a patient number nine album. So that is available as well. Also, Pantera is to co-headline the Mexico's Monterey Festival in December, uh, it's going on December 6th in Estudio Mobile Super and Monterey, Mexico. Also, Skyrim will be Judas, Merciful, Behemoth, and Striper. How awkward is that? Obviously, Striper. I mean, again, I'm a big fan of Striper. Uh, if you're a fan of the hair, 80s hair metal, they're a Christian 80s hair metal. <laughs> Behemoth, again, anti-Christian. They're, they're you know, non-God believers <laughs> You know, hell, Satan, that's where behemoth. Same thing with me, uh, merciful faith. Same thing. Uh, King Diamonds, who is an atheist as well. And you got Judas Priest. That's just a, a very awkward bowing, but uh, I'm pretty sure everybody will be fine, right? I hope so. Also, Sabaton uh, announces a new EP trilogy called The Echoes of the Great War. Now, apparently, this EP trilogy will feature new songs. Uh, was wrote specifically about World War One, so very interesting. Um, but nonetheless, I guess from reading this article, it's most likely this EP is available either now or coming soon. So if you're a fan of Sabaton, uh, yeah, they got the new brand Spake, a new EP should be out and available right now. And uh, speaking of debut solo albums. Stone Temple Pilots bassist Robert DeLeo announces a debut a solo album called Lessons Learned. So that it's going to be coming out soon. And Lacuna Coil has written five to six songs for the next studio album. So those guys are belching up in music. Also, Judas Priest uh, will be doing a fall 2022 U.S. tour. And uh, apparently the tour will be a reference to the Screaming for the Vengeance album for the 40th, 40th anniversary, which is a classic album. Uh, this also been uh, reported from the Richie Faulkner of uh, the guitars from Judas 
Priest. So there's that. And then, uh, and then on a positive light note here, Lamb of God's Randy Blythe to celebrate 12 years of sobriety uh, next month, which is most likely to be dipping into October. Uh, so very good. 12 years. <laughs> That's uh, impressive uh, as I'm here drinking a beer. Uh, but, I mean, look, it, celebrating 12 years of not getting you know, fucked up and doing drugs and, uh, and being crazy, right? So uh, the typical rock and roll band style, especially when you're a front man, right? So, uh, hey, 12 years, congrats to Randy Blythe. That's uh, good news to talk about. All right, let's talk about new Slipknot music. Yeah, new Slipknot music. Have you heard it yet? Or if you did, do you enjoy it? Or did you hate it? Or are you just, just like me and want to give it a couple listens and uh, I kind of adjust to it? No, I did post a poll on Twitter. And uh, I posted a poll. And I got your guys' feedback, Ribs and Body Slams on Twitter. So, so far at this moment, it's a 50-50. Uh, if you guys are pumped about the new Slipknot album, and uh, 50% of you guys says yes. The other 50% says no. So we'll be out for a couple days. But let's talk about Slipknot, the brand spank new album called The End So Far. So this is their follow-up from the 2019's We Are Your We Are Not Your Kind, which is a great album, by the way. Uh, but yeah, here it is. How many tracks total? There are 12 tracks total. So let's let's dive into it. Track number one, Coadderal. Uh well, it is unique. It's different. Uh, a lot of people are referring to a stone sour meat slipknot. Uh it's unique, it's different. It's not scream, it's not blasting like your typical opener for slipknot album. Uh again, a different direction, but it's unique. It's alright. It's melodic. Singing. Alright. Track number two. So the next three are basically singles they were released uh, throughout the year. So now track number two, The Dying Song, Time to Sing. Great song. It's been played on the radio multiple times. Uh, nothing to complain about it. Track number three, The Chapel Town Rag. Again, the first single that came out, I believe, earlier this year, which was the very first single. Uh, again, the Chapel Town Rag, a rager. Great song. So that's going to be number three. Number four, Yun. So this was the third single that came out. And uh, again, a different, unique approach to it. Uh, started out very industrial, uh, soft, little, gets a little chunkier, a little riff orientated. Another uh, and less, Yun. Great song. All right, now we're diving in deep into the, the new album, The End So Far. Track number five, Hive Mind. Uh, this one's not too bad. Not too bad, not too shabby. Again, another rager, not a headbanger. Definitely a great track to listen to. All right, number six, Warranty. Same thing. Continues on with another rager, another headbanger. Uh, great, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, number seven. Medicine for the Dead. Uh, this one's a little unique as well. 
Uh, I'll have to listen to this track again, but Medicine for the Dead. Personally, it's uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a few more tries. Um, can't give you a full judgment on it yet, but again, Medicine for the Dead. All right, let's cruise in right into track number eight, A.C. Dick. <laughs> it's not what you think. A-C-I-D-I-C. A.C. Dick. I think that's how you say it, right? Uh, that's track number eight. Track number nine, which is Heirloom. Track number 10 is H377. Number 11 is D Sade. And number 12, the final track, which is called uh, Finale. So from track 8 to 12, uh, still up in the air for me. I can't really base on a massive judgment on these songs. Again, heard it at least twice. Did a quick run through really quick. Um, I'm going to try to give a good deep listen to uh, on my travels up to Milwaukee just for the Bay Area Strike Back Tour. So I'm going to give this whole album another try listening to it step by step. And uh, again, regardless of the mixed reactions, because I'm looking at social media, a lot of people are not happy about it. Some people are, are mixed. Uh, they say there's a great album, phenomenal, a different direction. And there's people on it that sucks. Uh, I don't like the new direction. And even Jim Root himself, the guitarist from Slipknot, he said that the band was rushed uh, in the recording process for this new album. So a lot of people felt it's been rushed too as well. So I'm going to give it a, a nice deep dive review of the whole thing. Hopefully in a couple weeks to kind of give you uh, probably a different thought on the album. But as of right now, I'm going to give you the track by track. Uh, as I mentioned, on all the names on it. And as I mentioned, there's going to be 12 tracks. Personally, as of right now, again, the three singles that came out, The Dying Song, The Chapel Town Rag, and Yun. I enjoy those. Again, Hive Mind and Warranty. Those are the two right now that stands out that uh, be on the singles. The rest of the album, I'm going to give it another couple tries and see if it sticks with me or not again everybody has their own opinions their own taste uh their own view on the new slipknot album again riffs and body slams on twitter and uh riffs and body slams at gmail.com and let me know if you give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down if you uh uh you know you want to crank this bad boy up to a 10 or yank this son of a bitch and put it right into the dumpster again your opinion your voice you tell me. All right. Let's talk about pro wrestling, shall we? I will kick off the Body Slam portion of the show, give you a quick uh, recap in the world of pro wrestling news, and then uh, we'll talk, dig dive right into AEW Dynamite Review, and we'll give you another quick recap of news, and then we'll end it on the New Japan Pro Wrestling Royal Quest preview the end of this show so without further ado let's head on to the body slam portion of the show all right welcome to the body slam portion of the show where i talk about all things pro wrestling and uh very quickly let's talk about the news so, if you haven't heard in the top of the show, breaking news that Tony Anoki passes passes away at age 79. 
Uh, it's been reports from uh, the Japan Yahoo that Yahoo News has been confirmed that Noki passed away Saturday morning, so October 1st. Uh, it's going on in Japan, and as the time of recording us here in Chicago is September 30th. So um, it's been head reported that he has passed away. And uh, very quickly, uh, I see WWE did a, a nice little remembrance on WWE SmackDown to uh, remember Antonio Noki. Obviously, Rampage is going on at the time it's recording this, so I'm not sure if they'll throw in any tributes. Probably on Dynamite they will. Uh, for me, I'm going to try to give you a nice little tribute by next podcast. So that's my that's my end goal is try to get a nice little tribute on the history of Tony Inoki because it's just phenomenal. The guy's a legend. But uh, that's the news that's going on pro wrestling that's traveling across the world uh, live at this moment. But um, all right, other news. Really, I mean, surprising news for me. Uh, the Vince McMahon documentary is to air on Vice TV in October. That's coming up fast. So Vice TV is currently working on a project, and according to reports from the PW Insider, it will air on sometime in October. Uh, the documentary will focus on McMahon's career, as well as the hush money scandal broken by the Wall Street Journal that led to his resignation from the WWE. So uh, the original reports... A while back, if fans remember, uh, McMahon was planning on doing a, a documentary biography uh, in the works. And uh, HBO Real Sports is said to be working on a segment focused on McMahon. Now, last month, Meltzer report from the Wrestling Observer that Netflix was still developing a four-part docuseries on the former WWE chairman uh, with Chris Smith, who's serving as director and executive producer. If it's not clear, if Bill Simmons is still involved with the series. So ever since the allegations happened, things were put on halt and tossed to the side. But Vice TV, again, very good. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring, who's, I don't think they're going to be part of this. Maybe they will. But uh, they did an excellent job portraying Vince on the dark side of some of these episodes. By the way, Tales of the Territories are coming out. I believe in October 4th, of course, the day I'm going to be leaving for the concert, uh, they're going to air the new series, which I'm looking forward to watching. It's going to be good stuff. But uh, Vince McMahon documentary uh, to be aired on Vice TV in October. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Also, in AEW news, Roosh has officially signed full-time deal with AEW. And also Bandito. He also been officially signed a full-time deal with AEW, so that's that's good to hear on that. Uh, the news from the Elite. So the Elite haven't heard anything from the AEW situation. Uh, I believe everything's still on hold. So let's talk about the reason why. Uh, it's because of the ongoing investigation uh, that happened at the, the All Out Media Scrum backstage between them and CM Punk. Uh, so apparently... It's been reported from the Wrestling Observer. Uh, Meltzer said that, that the Bucks and Kenny Omega, uh, they haven't heard anything from the company from at least a few days ago. So it's believed, also reported from the Wrestling Observer, that the, the potential legal actions and another holdup are preventing things from moving forward. So there's a nice little update uh, between the situation of the Elite, CM Punk, and 
AEW. Also, and rating news from AEW. Wednesday night edition of AEW Dynamite averaged 990,000 viewers on TBS, down 4.7% from last week. It's the first time Dynamite has been below 1 million viewers since August 17th. In the 18-49 demo, Dynamite finished ninth on the cable charts with a .34 rating that's down 2.9% from last week. Matches their loading rating since it's been drawn in the category since the same of August 17th episode. So, uh, nice little information that's coming from the Wrestling Observer. Also, in other news, AEW will be returning to the Indianapolis uh, State Farm Arena in November. So, tickets should be available right now for the fall. And lastly, before I head on to the AEW review... Uh, Candace, Candace LeRae, she made her return back to the WWE after nearly a year since her release from the WWE. She made her return this past Monday on Monday Night Raw. So there's that. All right, without further ado, let's talk about the review of All Elite Wrestling Dynamite from this past Wednesday. And then right after that, I'll give you another wrestling news update. And then we'll conclude the show with New Japan Pro Wrestling Royal Quest preview. So, all right, without further ado, let's talk about All Elite Wrestling Dynamite right now. All Elite Wrestling presents Dynamite. And the show kicks off with the Jericho Appreciation Society uh, having a celebration because Mr. Chris Jericho's numero ocho, number eight, or uh, eight times world champion, uh, came down the ring with the newly Ring of Honor world heavyweight champion around his waist, and he got his crew to party along with him. It was a pizza party. Yeah, come on, Chris Jericho, uh, new world champion, pizza. What could go wrong in this 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 festivities going on in the ring? But nonetheless. Show kicks off with the Jericho Appreciation Society having a good time. Feels like this uh, little segment came off of Monday Night Raw in a positive way. In a positive way. Um, but sure enough, you got to crash Jericho's party, right? Are you a pro wrestler? professional wrestler. Chris, it, uh, it seems to me like you're trying to tell Daniel Garcia what you think he should be. And yes, that clip you heard courtesy of AllEatWrestling.com. So Jericho asked Daniel Garcia, who's part of the, the Jericho Appreciation Society faction, are you a pro wrestler or are you a sports entertainer? And Brian Danielson came out and he put his two cents in it. Uh, eventually, this whole promo turned into a match because it was Brian Danielson will face off Daddy Magic. 
Matt Menard from the Jericho's faction, one-on-one in the singles match. Great action-packed match to kick off All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. But, of course, you know, Jericho uh, Appreciation Society got to have the members hanging around outside of the ring. Of course, uh, uh, Daddy Magic's partner, uh, Angela Parker, was hanging out trying to interfere in the match. And there was a point in the match where Claudio Castanoli came out. And, uh, yeah, he took he, he took care of this business and uh, made an even score between the both factions. And uh, sure enough, Brian Danielson hits the Kaboski knee and locks in the label lock. And uh, Matt Menard taps out. And the winner of the match, Brian Danielson, in a great, personal opinion, great three-and-a-half star match. So up next... Nice little package showing last week's of Dynamite between MJF and Wheeler Yuta. These two men have a little heat between both of these fine gentlemen. And uh, come on, got to have MJF and uh, Dynamite last night on TVS, right? Oh, but yeah, all right. What else? Now can we skip to the part where we fight, where you come down here and you take the ass kicking to deserve. Met Jersey, Tom Seaver. Everybody give it up for Wheeler Yuta, the hometown boy, huh? Yeah, from Philadelphia, you know Philly, the place you live if you can't afford to live in New York. Hey, speaking of embarrassing, hi, Tony Schiavone. How's that body of yours holding up after last week, you fat old... Just brutal from MJF. Yeah. Woo, man. Woo. MJF was just fire. Guys made of gold. Came out to confront uh, Wheeler Yuta, who's talking smack in his hometown uh, last night on TBS. Where is his hometown? Well, that's in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, to be exact. But, yeah, MJF came out. And uh, he said, you know what, dude? Keep her mouth shut. You don't want to mess with me because MJF had his boys, the, the gun club, to back him up, to mess up Wheeler Yuta if you want to cross the line. And MJF said, you know what? I'm going to hang out in the skybox to watch the next match, which was John Moxley, uh, the, the AEW World Champion versus Juice Robinson from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes, rock hard, uh, Juice Robinson. Man, this match was phenomenal. It was action-packed. Uh, my personal favorite match of this week out of all pro wrestling, John Moxley versus Juice Robertson. Uh, both men, they tore each other apart. Uh, eventually, the match spilled outside of the ring. Of course, you know, you got to have uh, a Moxley match outside of the ring like always. Uh, there was a point in the match where Moxley was all juiced up man he was bleeding over this face ah man that's how that's how tense this match was again if you haven't seen this match go check it out but uh yeah check out this outcome the outcome courtesy of aew.com moxley the lateral press no 
Oh, and did you see how Moxley interlaced the hands and now the stomps? Yeah, you can't defend yourself when a man does that. Oh, Juji Katami here, cross Albrecht. Immediately taps out. to fight another day. Yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Guess who's here? And he is power walking right to the ring. Hangman out of panic in the house. And he's going to get a shot at whoever is the AEW World Champion in just a few weeks in Cincinnati on Tuesday Night Dynamite. And yes, that clip you heard it courtesy of AliWrestling.com. Uh, Hangman Adam Page came out. Who is, or actually I should say, who has the golden ticket and will face John Moxley for the world champion in a few weeks in Cincinnati. And you also have MJF in the skybox who has the casino chip who can cash in anytime he wants to go after the title. So you got two men eyeing on the world champion. And of course, uh, uh, MJF, who's in the skybox, and Wheeler Yuta managed to follow him in the skybox, and they were brawling in the skybox and brawling in the, the concession stands. So a wild ending to this match. All right, up next, Soraya. Her debut in All Elite Wrestling made her return last night, and uh, yeah, she made some new friends. I even put my neck on the line for All Elite Wrestling, and I'm Yours? Mine's actually strong enough to handle it. You know, this is your house, right? And you made such a big impact that half the people in this room don't even know how to say your name. What do we got here? What do we got, ladies? Soraya, Soraya, Soraya Sis. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm going to stop you right there because it's really cute. You of all people are trying to make fun of my name. What? Well, Doctor, your name rhymes yeah, absolutely brutal, because that is Dr. Brick Baker, and she came out, and she doesn't like Soraya. Uh, again, a person just walking into the company and making a uh, major impact in the women's division in all elite wrestling. And uh, Soraya, yeah, she dropped the the, the S word that uh, AEW production team did an excellent job cutting it out. <laughs> But I tell you, a nice little heat-up storm between both women. But this eventually leads to a match, a lumberjack match between uh, Serena Deeb from the Brick Bakers team uh, versus Tony Storm out of the Soraya team and a lumberjack match, women's match, I say. And uh, it was a great match. Uh, both women worked hard. Uh, they, they, they really showcased the night in the women's division last night. And Tony Storm defeated... Uh, the professor, Serena Deeb, and retained the EW's Women's Champion. Up next, a singles match. Ricky Starks versus Eli Isom. Uh, it was a quick match. Ricky Starks came out the Robo Shambo. Roshambo. There you go. That's how you see his finishing move. And that's it. That's all she wrote. Ricky Starks defeated Eli Isom. One, two, three, and a quick squash match. All right, the main event. Chris Jericho, the Ocho versus... Bandito. This was a great match. Uh, a luchador meets an old school veteran like Chris Jericho in a uh, uh, veteran style match. 
both men, different different styles, different clash, but it, it made it work. This match was great. Top notch. Point of the match where Bandito broke his nose from a punch from Chris Jericho and it was bleeding under his mask. As the match got closer to the end, Jericho tries to cheat. Like always, Jericho's trying to cheat. Pulled, uh, by, by the way, Bandito wears a mask. And uh, Jericho pulled the mask down. And uh, Bandito couldn't see with all the blood and couldn't breathe. And the mask was all over. You know, it was, it was interfering the match. And Jericho won by defeating Bandito, by cheating the good old-fashioned way. To the Ring of Honor World Title Championship, I'm going to destroy every Ring of Honor champion, destroy every Ring of Honor commentator, every Ring of Honor referee, and every Ring of Honor ring announcer. Hot. What? Oh, wait. And, oh! oh! Jericho! Just oh, come on. Little Yeah, so not only, by the way, that clip courtesy of AEW.com, not only did Jericho won the match uh, by cheating, but he also disgraced the Ring of Honor's name. Uh, he wants to take out everybody, including the ring announcer, Bobby Cruz, which the clip you heard. Uh, poor, old, poor old Bobby Cruz just was holding the mic, and he got sucker punched right in the stomach and gave the Judas effect to him. Horrible absolutely mean from Chris Jericho. So eventful show last night and TBS. Speaking of eventful show, New Japan Pro Wrestling presents Royal Quest 2. What matches are going down this weekend? All that is coming up next. WWE and Fox Hill Group announces exclusive partnership. WWE and Fox Hill Group has announced a new partnership for Fox Hill Properties to become the exclusive home of WWE content in Australia. In a, pre in a press release, WWE announced that Fox Hill would be creating a 24-7 WWE channel to air all WWE premium live events as well as weekly WWE program. AEW Battle of the Belts 4 to air live after Rampage. AEW Battle of the Belts 4 will happen air live immediately following next Friday's Rampage, according to the Wrestling Observer. The goal is to make both Rampage and Battle of the Belts 4 feel like a major two-hour show. According to the TNT schedule, Rampage will begin at 10 p.m. Eastern per usual, with Battle of the Belts 4 airing afterwards. Triple Threat NXT Championship match set for Halloween Havoc. A Triple Threat match is set for NXT Championship has been added to October 22nd, Halloween Havoc. Tuesday's NXT opened with both Elijah Jernavash and J.D. McDonough laying claim to be the next contender for the NXT Championship. Braun Breaker came out and addressed both men. McDonough suggested that Breaker and Jernavash face each other with the winning facing him. Breaker rejected the suggestion and instead called for the triple threat match at Halloween Havoc, which was eventually confirmed. WWE Raw viewers are up. The White Rabbit Tees, which let SmackDown biggest audiences 2022, didn't carry over to Raw this past Monday as the show averaged 1.67 million viewers. 
New Japan's having her own show in the UK this weekend. So, yes, that clip courtesy of NewJapanProWrestling.com. And uh, FTR laid down the challenge against Aussie Open. And, uh, wow, what a match. By the way, New Japan Pro Wrestling Roll Quest 2 will be going down. It won't be live on pay-per-view. So, some reason, uh, they, they decided they're not going to do the Fight TV deal or uh, Bleacher Report. So, the only way you can watch is is when they post both nights on the New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, On Demand, which is the New Japan World, which is $9.99 a month. So... Uh, later on, sometime in October. So, uh, again, listeners, stay tuned for that. Uh, hopefully, they'll get this bad boys up. By the way, two nights. So, let's talk about night number one, which is going down this Saturday. As I mentioned, the IWGP Tag Team Champions will be on the line. FTR versus Aussie Open. Hands down, this match is going to be fire. The, again, both uh, both teams different styles gonna be clashing FTR has the old school uh the 80s territories uh NWA the Midnight Express style wrestling Aussie Open again they have a uh, high spots fast pace move but I'm gonna go for FTR to retain the IWGP Tag Team Champions let me know on my socials about this match but uh, not just this match, but throughout both nights, because it's going to be action-packed. Speaking of Aussie Open, who, who's part of United Empire, uh, the faction and the leader of the faction, Will Ospreay, will face Shota Umino. This is going to be another great match. A singles match, that is. And uh, this uh, the expectation out of both these men. Again, it's going to be a fast, high-spot match. If you're a fan of flips and dives, Again, Will Ospreay, he's known as the aerial assassin. He will come out places you never thought he would come out of. That's this, this how great Ospreay is. And a Shoto Amino, a young kid from Japan, uh, another great talent. Uh, need to watch. Young and upcoming. So between both men, it's going to be a tough one. But We'll see. Will Osprey have his, ran, his hand raised in the air as the winner? Up next, it's going to be another great, great uh, uh, multi-man tag match here. Hecaleo, who left the Bullet Club recently, uh, he will join forces with Jado, Hiroshi Tanahashi, one of the greats, Tamatanga versus Bullet Club Jado. Or Gato, G E D O, Gato. Uh, Dak Gallos, Carl Anderson, and Jay White. So, uh, yeah, the Bullet Club feud between uh, Tamatanga and his crew just, just now started to heat up a little bit. Now, Hekaleo left Bullet Club, portrayed Team BC, and he will be joining his blood family, which is the Tamatanga family. And, uh, man, this is going to be a great multi-man tag match. But could Jay White lead the Bullet Club faction to a victory? Or could Hekaleo and Tamatanga and his crew? By the way, Hiroshi Tanahashi, come on, a veteran. One of the best, uh, the ace in New Japan Pro Wrestling. This is going to be a good match. But only one faction is going to win. And that faction is going to be 
Hekaleo, Hiroshitanahashi, Jado Tamatanga. That's going to be my pick. Up next, a tag team match of Tomohiro Ishii and Kushka Okada versus Jonah and Bad Dude Tito. It's going to be a, a, uh, a slobber knocker, as Jim Ross would say. Both teams are going to clash head on head right off the bat. I'm going to go for Okada and Ishii, the veterans, the big guns in New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're going to defeat Jonah and Bad Tito. Why? Because Okada, one of the best pro wrestlers on the planet. Five-star rating wrestler. Ishii, he, that's why his nickname is the Stone Pitbull. He is tough. Uh, he can eat a bowls of nails for breakfast. That's how tough this guy is. That's going to be my pick. Up next... Team Los Encarables to Hapon LIJ, which is Hiromu Tanahashi, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito versus Doki, El Desperado, and Zack Sabre Jr., the Suzuki Gun. Uh, again, two factions will collide. If there's going to be one team looking forward to win, that's Team LIJ, Los Encarables Hapon. Uh, Tetsuya Naito, who's a veteran, he is very talented. The guy is awesome that guy wrestled in mexico japan he, in the united states he has the skill sets to bring his team to victory to beat uh zach saber jr and his team up next gideon gray and the great okan versus ricky knight juniors and michael oku um so this one's gonna be interesting united empire that's gonna be my pick great okan's gonna lead his team to victory and defeat ricky knight uh, again these guys has the skill sets and the tricks up their sleeves to defeat uh, Knight and Michael Oku. Up next, Kanji, Kanji and Jazzy Galbert versus Alex Windsor and Ava Waite. Uh, the young kids crew here, folks. Um, right off the bat, I'm going to go for Jazzy Gaber and Kanji. Um, again, young, upcoming, uh, very smart, quick, and uh, a, a pair you need to watch. As a wrestling fan. And lastly, Gabriel Kidd versus Dan Milani. Uh, between both men, I'm going to go for Gabriel Kidd. Why? Because he is quick. He is smart. Again, another young upcoming wrestler to watch. All right, night number two. Let's see you at night two versus Zack Sabre Jr. It's going to be a great match. It's going to be a tough one at 50-50 right down the line. But person I'm going to pick, Tetsuya Naito. Again, who's a veteran in the New Japan Pro Wrestling, who's been to the top, he has a skill set. Up next, Hekaleo, Tamatanga, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Dak Gallows, Carl Anderson, and Jay White. It's again, Bullet Club versus uh, Tamatanga, Hekaleo. Uh, I think night number two, Bullet Club's going to make it even between these two feuds. And uh, personally, I'm going to pick Bullet Club to win to even the score. Up next, Kushka Okada versus Bad Dude Tito. Uh, right, again, right off the bat, Okada. It's going to be my pick. Again, a veteran. And uh, that's going to be my pick. All right, up next, Hero Ishii versus Jonah. Same thing. I'm going to pick for Ishii to defeat Jonah. It's going to be a good match because both men uh, on, the, on the bigger side uh, will clash. And this is the match you need to watch for night number two. Get my pick, Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, what else? Hiromu Takahashi and Sonata versus the Young Guns, Ethan Allen and Luke Jacobs. Going to be a great match. Again, my personal pick, 
Hiromu Tanahashi and Sonata. Again, both men, very smart. The chemistry between both of them, it's going to be top notch. Hands down, that's going to be my pick. So there you have it, folks. New Japan Pro Wrestling Night 1 and 2. Uh, Royal Quest, if you happen to be in the UK uh, or plan on traveling over there, go check it out. If you're in the United States and looking forward to watching it, uh, keep tabs on New Japan World uh, streaming services. Like, as I mentioned, $9.99 a month. Can't beat it. Uh, stay tuned because they'll be released on their streaming service sometime in October. All right, thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. I can't speak right. Episode number 52. And uh, again, if you made it this far, thank you, thank you, thank you. By the way, if you're a new subscriber, hit the subscribe button. And if you're a daily listener each and every week, thank you very much. And as I mentioned, if you're a loyal listener every week, I love to highlight you and put your name on the podcast free of charge as always. Um, again, program alert for episode number 53. Um, again, I'll give a nice little tribute to Antonio Noki, And then I'll give you the review of the Exodus Testament and Death Angel, uh, the Bay Area Straight Back Tour for next episode. So I will give you a deep dive on that as well, along with our normal programming as well. All right, have an awesome week. Stay safe, stay healthy, support local. I will talk to you guys later on down the road.